Hi everyone and welcome to the Ice House podcast. It is so awesome to have you listening and tuning in today as we talk with a cohort from the Leadership Development Program. So we've got Tahu Huntley, who's the Regional Seasonal Employer at Hortus, James Brown, who's the National Account and Business De Development Manager at Boxman Group, and Kaylee Hopkins, who's the Project Delivery Team Manager at Energy Light Group. So thanks guys for joining us. Appreciate your time. Yeah, and we'll jump into it with our first question. Um, we'll start with you, Tahu, which is explain to us the business that you work in and your role. All right, um, I'll try and keep it brief, but as much as I can anyway. So <laughs> basically, we are a large contracting company in Marlborough, Glenham, yeah. um, primarily in viticulture, although that's not all we do. We pretty much anything with horticulture is what we kind of try to specialize in. Um, so we, within that, we do labor contracting, um, also machinery and management, um, and we also have a 356-bed accommodation facility. Wow. That we house our workers in. Um, so my role within the business is I am responsible for the recruitment and the partial care of seasonal Pacific labor. Um, and so we get guys in from PNG, Solomons, Vanuatu, Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, and Tuvalu, ladies, ladies as well. Wow, cool. Um, so as you can imagine, there's a lot of admin involved with that, flights to organize, um, visas. Um, we have to get, we have to work a lot with MSD and immigration and MBIE. Um, mm. And then Good also job. once they're here, all the induction, all the inducting um, and well-being, partial care. So we we have to accommodate them. Um, we're responsible for like medical issues and all that sort of stuff as well. So um, quite a quite a beast. Yeah. Has it been affected by COVID at all? Bringing people in? That could be a whole nother podcast. Right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. We'll get you on to have a discussion about how to deal with that during COVID. Yeah, totally. I can imagine that would be massive. Okay. Awesome. Uh, thankfully, Great. Every, every, just on that, everyone that's wanted to go home, I've managed to get home up to cool. November, so that's good. Awesome. So you had quite a lot of people here already, I'm guessing, and probably were quite happy to stay in New Zealand. Um, yeah, yeah. So the guys that have wanted to stay on and continue yeah. working to support the Pacific, because obviously there's no jobs in the Pacific anymore. Yeah, of course. So all the fishermen have got no one to sell their fish to, and all the vegetable grow up, like there's just nothing there. So yeah, to stay, which is pretty, pretty big. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Cool. What about you, Kaylee? Your role and the business you're in? All right. Well, I work for Energy Light Group, um, commercial lighting company. Um, look, actually, it's got many other companies that fit underneath that group. So when I did Ice House, I worked for Energy Light, which now slots under the group. We also have Altitude, which is Melbourne-based, um, kind of a sister company to Energy Light. Um, also, so I look after the team, project delivery team. They look after everything from tender to order to delivery to after sale service. Um, as well as we have just started uh, another company called Kasanbox. So Kasanbox is like your Bluetooth enabled lighting control solutions. Awesome. So it's pretty new. Um, so that's just a new venture we've kind of gone into in 2020, as well as OSIN, which stands for outside in, which brings nutritional light um, for better sleep so Love very it. interesting stuff very new stuff for us that is really cool that's yeah yeah 
top of the line. That's great. And I look into more of that. That's yeah. really cool. Awesome. Um, so your role is a lot of sort of efficiency, um, team, you know, working together well and all that sort of thing. Is that how? Yeah, how absolutely. Fun? So we used to have unique roles um, and it didn't really work because you need a team to be able mm. to deliver all those things. Um, so after Ice House, we actually went into a big, let's look at what we do and let's change it all. So awesome. yeah, I'll get to that later on. Yeah, totally. Awesome. That's so cool. What about you, James? So Boxman, Boxman Group, Boxman Alpha Limited. And our, our business is primarily everything based around shipping containers, um, which is an interesting market to be in under uh, current COVID climate. So true. Uh, just nothing's coming into New Zealand. So if anyone's um, bringing anything into New Zealand, they'll know the restraints around shipping. But it's deeper than that or wider than that in that um, there's a shipping container shortage, which really has stemmed from a big uh, shutdown of factories back in 2009 GFC. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah, a bit like Kaylee, there's a, or Tahu, bigger pattern, there's a long story uh, to the side of what we do. So my role um, has changed from when I did the, uh, did the Ice House course. So at that time it was an in-house in customer services position, um, servicing our four main branches around New Zealand. Yeah. Um, really for business that always came to us and that was Boxman's model. We, uh, Every, every customer would come to us. Um, at the start of last year, um, we, Jack, the general manager who also did the course with me, he developed uh, this role as a business development and national account. So really changing our focus from being quite evenly spread from B to C, B to B type business into a more heavily uh, tainted in, in B to B business, which requires getting out and about and with that, the tag on that is that our depot managers or uh, area managers were very in, insight-based. We are now spreading out and actually going to see the customers. Awesome, really cool, really cool. So it's got a bit of sales element to it now, is yeah, that right? Very much um, relationship element to it. Yeah, awesome. um, And obviously uh, sales is the end goal to that, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, awesome. That's really cool. Cool. So uh, keeping with you, James, why did you join the leadership development program? It sounds like your boss at the time was doing um, our owner manager program. Is that is that correct? I may have done it a number of years earlier, probably I'm thinking 12 years earlier. Oh, wow. But cool. It was a bit of a case of he was hit up by uh, by your crew and yeah. um, and decided to put both myself and Jack uh, through the course. Um, at that time, our, our people leadership we're very, very flat lined and have con con continued to be so. So to be fair, I was a little bit, oh, that's that's a, a curveball. Um, but yeah. thoroughly, once I got into the course, um, thoroughly embraced the various parts to it. More, the leadership for me wasn't a direct outcome. It was um, learning the new, the, the modern way of leadership from where I grew up in a management style where you, you just kind of did as you were told and, and it was very methodical and how you performed to actually having to be really global and holistic um, yeah. and understand each individual and how they make up. Yeah, awesome. Really cool. What about you, Tahu? How did you hear about the... I know Hortus has done quite a lot with the Ice yeah. House, which is cool. So, yeah, how did that come about? Tell me this, so... Um, us as a company, I think we've had uh, it'd be at least 10 people go through the LDP within our business. Awesome. Um, 
owner managers have, um, have been, so our owner manager has been involved with the owner manager program. Yeah. Um, I've even recently done the exchange program just a couple of months ago up in Auckland. Yeah, cool. We're, we're quite big on our house. We love you guys. Yeah. Um, so Great. I pretty much just got told you're going on now. <laughs> and you're like, sweet. I was, I was actually in a quite different role in 2018. Um, yeah. I was the landscaping manager at the time. So what I'm doing now is just a complete. Yeah, it is. Basically. Um, but we'll get to that, why that happened later on. Yeah, so. cool. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to that. What about you, Kaylee? We had um, a number of people already go through Ice House, um, own a manager program. And so oh, it suggested yeah. to me and Caleb, who also attended, that we should go ahead. Um, obviously, I was a little bit hesitant at first, being like, well, hang on. <laughs> What's it going to be like? What will I know? Um, yeah. They told me lots and lots of stories about it, their experiences, what they learnt, um, relationships and people that they met. Um, so I just thought, well, it's just going to be a challenge to myself and they'll probably make me do some public speaking. So <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, awesome. Good on you. Your favourite, eh? Oh, absolutely my favourite. Favourite pastime <laughs> is speaking in public. <laughs> favourite pastime. Oh, gosh. Um Okay, well, with that, uh, how would you sum up your experience in a, in a couple of sentences or, or more? Just how would you sum it up? Um, and so if I was to sum it up, I would say it actually helped me give a lot of direction and purpose to the role I was in at the time, which has helped me continue on that journey now. Mm. Um, it was a really great experience. And what I found looking upon it on reflection is some of the things you learn and the subjects you go through, they instantly click and you're like, mm. I got it. I got it. I get it. I was already living that. And this is perfect. It kind of justifies everything I was already thinking. Mm. And then over the next coming weeks and months and sometimes years, there's still things that click for me. And I'm like, I get it. I get mm. it. That's what it was about. Yeah. And so it just continues to grow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Great answer. It's awesome. Um, we did a like Kiwi business story with a um, guy, Chris, who did own a manager program in 2004 and he said something really similar just around the fact that like it was so many years ago now but things are still clicking in his mind in terms of how um and he's using lots of that stuff from all, all you know back in 2004 which is ages ago so that's cool to hear what about you Tahu? um so I read that as one or two words so my <laughs> two was eye-opening yeah sorry eye-opening yeah cool nice I love that up until that point, like I've always been like, well, not always, but often been like in sort of team leader type roles, not so much managerial up to that point, but a little bit of managerial stuff. But that was a little bit of an eye-opener in regards to um, how much more was out there and where I could be. Like when I looked across the table and um, heard some of the other experiences of other workers and mm. sort of been through similar stuff and you sort of bounce off each other and I, I kind of, I kind of a little bit clicked more that actually I can make more of a career of my life and myself and grow a lot more than I had currently up to that point. Yeah, awesome. Really cool. Thing, yeah, I can't really explain that very well. No, no, that's perfect. That's really awesome. What about you, James? 
Um, well, I guess like a lot of a uh, lot of the team, we had no, we had a built-up ex, uh, expectation of why we were going there. Um, so for me, um, I think the two words of eye-opening uh, that Tahu used is is exactly that. Um, suddenly, there was completely different ways of thinking, at looking at our approach. Uh, for me personally, it, it's um, it's got me really quite interested in the psyche of people, um, mm. because of course every business, um, every team leader, every manager um, will always say the hardest thing about business is the relationships of the people in the business. And usually, actually the staff more so than the customers. Um, so um, uh, I've been on plenty of sales courses and they kind of all run in a very similar pattern. This was, uh, yeah, um, further afield with lots of angles and parameters to suddenly look over in different ways. So that's not quite two sentences, but I got to say the expectations blew me away because um, they were far beyond where I thought I was, was going to learn from. Awesome. That's so cool. On that. And just, I'll steal James and Kaylee's answers. <laughs> no, it's great. You know, we've got everyone's answers, different experiences, different ways of communicating. Surely they covered that one off in, in the leadership development program. Uh, no, that's cool. It's awesome. Um, okay, Tahu, what learnings did you take away from your LDP group? So something you said, which was cool, is how, um, you know, and our owner managers say this all the time, they turn up, they kind of think, oh yeah, I've got my own pain points or things that's going on in my world. And then they realize that even though the people from different industries and totally different companies have pretty much the same things going on in their world. So it's so easy to relate. Going on from that idea, did, were there any learnings from your group? That was pretty much what oh, I need to stop doing that. You do, it's mine as well. <laughs> that was probably the favorite part of the whole course. Was, cool. Don't get me wrong, the seminars were on point. Um, the people that you get in to, to run those seminars are absolutely awesome. The slideshows and the PowerPoints, everything, it's great. Cool. The thing I took away most from um, the LDP was exactly that, those those learnings you get and the, the bouncing up each other and the sitting around the table at lunchtimes and and like you might pick on up on something in a seminar and then you'll sit down with James and then we'll, we'll discuss it and we'll come cool. up, we'll almost come up with our own answers what we're doing that discussion or, or, or whatever. Yeah, it was that, that people element of... Um, how everyone else was dealing within their businesses and reflecting it back on yours and, and sharing your experiences. I think that's that's probably what I got more out of um, than necessarily even the seminars. Like not yeah. really great, but um, that was really the the big learning curves within it. Anyway. Yeah, brilliant. That's awesome. James? Well, you, you summed it up. Um, you just took all our answers that we've had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I don't remember you and I actually talking about much at lunchtimes, Tahu. That was an example. Yeah, yeah. It, was all, it was all Tasman Marco talk, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, it was Tasman Marcos. Is that the uh, national yeah. provincial champs? Who sure they are, mate. Yes, oh, yes. Uh, so, look, uh, exactly that, irrespective of your nature of your business, we all deal with the same um, commonality, and that is obviously profit. It's people. It's... Um, you might have individual problems. So, you know, for Tahu, his is around COVID. Now, for us, COVID, other than shutting our business down for the for the shutdown period, like all of New Zealand, so we're all in the same boat. Yeah. 
COVID actually hadn't affected us for the whole year. Uh, we are now getting a little bit of aftermath of that now. Um, but ultimately, it is every business runs similar problems um, and challenges, um, whether it be cash flow, people, more product, less product, um, change of change of direction, like mm -hmm. Haley's business, you know. Um, and gosh, how do you how do you change your business while you're in the middle of running your business? I mean, so all those are there, and I think having people of, of similar levels. So we all had similar levels in terms of our man management structures um, was nice to bat off because we kind of that middle management that's always caught between a rock and a hard place um, and being able to deliver the message, even if you don't always agree with, with the answer. Mm, great. Awesome. That's so good. Kaylee? Exactly the same as everyone else has said. It cool. was great to learn that everybody else is also on a journey. Um, you share the same frustrations you share the same problems. You share the same thoughts. Um, it was quite refreshing because I went in there being like, you know, I'm dealing with this or, you know, I have this that happens. And then you talk to everyone else and everybody has something and you could yeah. talk it through, come up with solutions. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. So, so cool. Um, sticking with you, Kaylee, what are yes. some changes that you made within the business since completing um, LDP? Yeah. So when I got back, um, obviously I had notepads full of notes and all the things <laughs> I was going to change and how to prioritize it all. Um, but I pretty much just went back to basics and was like, well, what is the team function? What are we doing? Is it working for our business now? Will mm -hmm. it grow? Will it scale? Um, so I brought the team in on board with this. We basically all sat together and went on a journey to review what we do, how we do it, why we do it, um, and how to work more as a cohesive team rather mm -hmm. than a group of individuals trying to do awesome. a job. Yeah. Awesome. Really cool. And it helped, it, it helped down the track for when we brought these new business units in, being like, hey, guys, just a wee change of what we do. We're also going to do this and this. Yeah. So people were more adaptable to the idea of it. Awesome. Yeah, great. Awesome. Tahu? Um, mine's a bit interesting. So my role back then was the gardens landscaping manager. Yeah, of course. What happened was within myself I realized that I wanted to do something bigger than that which yeah. is why I came into this current role um, and what happened is that we actually shut down that whole division. Wow <laughs> yeah, so tell us more. We did have a gardening division um, there was about half a dozen of us um, just doing you know, different contracts um, around the province. I wanted to move in a different direction um, and AJ, the, our owner, was also thinking that that particular division wasn't really in line with the rest of the business. It was kind yeah. of a, an odd offshoot. It sounded like a good idea at the time to mm. go down this route because it was still technically kind of horticulture. Yeah. But actually, it's it was quite a different branch of horticulture to what the core business is. Um, so once this new role came up and I went for it, um, it more or less became apparent that maybe it was the time to, to maybe just sort of push that to, to the side and, and carry on with the core business and focus more on, on what we actually do. Because mm. it was a little bit of a distraction, not, not in a bad way, but it was just yeah. not 
Yeah, it was just different. It wasn't, it'd be like Nike doing soft drinks or something, you know, like, yeah. but they were just too, they were just quite different. So yeah, um, totally. We actually shut that down. So my 2IC at the time actually um, took over, bought a lot of the gear and equipment and contracts and he's doing really well on his own, which is great. Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, doing, doing really good. Um, yeah, great. We shut it down actually. So yeah, yeah. No, cool. It is cool that sort of it gave clarity. You know, it may it actually helped the overall business align back to their purpose, which is is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. What about you, James? So in terms of direct my direct role in, in management or change, um, probably a lot less. So I'm more of a, a piece of the puzzle in in what we've adapted. So as I said, our business was quite evenly split between B to C. Um, across a different uh, a number of different models around that shipping container uh, business. Yeah. Um, part of doing the course for both Jack and myself was that uh, Matt has had a dream for 30 years, Matt being the owner, um, to house shipping containers fully enclosed in a very large warehouse with a fully automated uh, crane system. Um, long story short, that was supposed to be all complete about a year ago. Um, we've we just moved in on the 15th of January this year. Wow. So it's now uh, recognised as the largest uh, self-storage facility in New Zealand. Wow. Um, and it's not quite not quite fully functional yet in terms of its automated system, but the premises are there. Uh, so that's in Christchurch. And if you uh, if you're ever driving into Christchurch from north, uh, the north part of the South Island, uh, you can't miss it to the right hand side of the airport. Um, and uh, so the direct, so my part of the, the change that's coming out in the business is, as I said, turning from a business coming to us to being a proactive and going out and finding new mediums and new ways to uh, bring business into us with a real keen focus on storage mm -hmm. by utilizing containers. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a part of the puzzle. Yeah, cool. I can vouch for that. I've seen photos of it and it is epic. Very big. <laughs> of the of the building yeah sorry the volume of the building is because yeah. i don't know i don't know your cubic capacity of the building but it will hold 2700 equivalent 20 foot containers wow that uh, and that's that's not going to be the biggest uh one that will be auckland will obviously amass that um by the nature of the where the bulk of of shipping comes in and out of massive massive that's awesome and cool that it is you know it's up there it's it's launched you know it's opened even I with the delay it's happened i think it says you know um sometimes um and i'm i put my hand up um always wanting to get straight to the end goal and um sometimes a dream is a dream for quite some time uh, yeah. but you've got to keep that dream uh, burning away and then eventually by telling a few more people and talking about it economies changing and, and things like that you, mm. you get closer to actually planning it and then eventually seeing it to come to fruition so we've done that and uh and now we, we fill it <laughs> awesome so so cool that's great uh sticking with you james any lifestyle changes that came out of the program yeah absolutely um i i actually really liked um sven um mm. his talk about uh, resilience mindfulness and things like that um, and it's, you know, that really tied into the psychology around leadership. So spend a lot more time understanding that leadership is every day, not just when you work your, your 8, 10, 12 hours a day. 
it's 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 your whole lifestyle. So, um, so yeah, I think there's been a lot of personal uh, checking, developing, um, uh, realizing that uh, there's many ways to skin the same cat, um, and uh, and actually being open-eyed is is what Tahu said. You know, those two words just open your eyes to various ways of, of thinking, which is kind of scary too, because you kind of think you're on on a particular track and, and felt, oh yes, this is this is what I think. And then suddenly you go, oh, well, hold on. Yeah. Maybe I need, <laughs> need to take um, another look. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's real cool. What about you, Kaylee? Yeah, there was a lot that I took away um, and changed in my day-to-day life. Um, one of them being is that we're always stressed out about our workloads, whether it's your team's workload, whether it's your own workload, but you can, you're always going to be busy, but you don't have to be busy and stressed. You can be busy and learn to appreciate or take time for small things, small wins, um, small achievements, big achievements, whatever. Um, but we also had, I don't know if you guys remember Kyle um, on our group. So Kyle used to get up at 5.30. If you guys remember that? And when he was on there, he used to go for a run or a walk. And I used to think he was absolutely crazy. And he challenged me to do it. And I said, no. And so <laughs> after I finished up the program, I started doing it just in case I failed. I didn't want to let him know. Um, and I've been doing it ever <laughs> since. So I get up at 5.30 every morning and either go for a run or a walk or whatever, just for awesome. mindfulness, just for whatever. And yeah, I really enjoy it. Game changer. How Game cool changer. is that? Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Cool. Tahu? Yeah, so my answer for this could be a whole other podcast as well, actually, because I've, <laughs> I've done some massive internal changes mentally, physically in the last couple of, week, a couple of years. Okay. Um, touching on what James said, so resilience and all, all, all of that uh, field has been really big with, with me. So just after I finished the LDP, my then seven-year-old son um, got diagnosed with a brain tumour. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just next level. Like my whole world just flipped. Um, it's massive. So what I learned out of that, so he's all right now. Um, it's been a tough couple of years, but um, he's, he's good. He's back at his first day back at school for the year today, which is cool. Oh, awesome. Um, but I learned that I wanted to do something that had more impact on a wider group of people. Great. Just doing stuff for myself and my little family wasn't enough. Like my, my empathies, I've, I've never considered myself a particularly empathetic person, but now I feel like I've completely changed. Awesome. Um, so lifestyle wise, I, I wanted to change a career into something where I could have more impact, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing. I literally have impact on thousands and thousands of people. Great, yeah. Last winter we had 364 RSC that I was responsible for. Um, It's dropped down to, so winter's our busy period, so um, it's dropped down to 162 now. But when you think about it like that, that's that's massive. Um, And I have a really big effect on all these people and the money they can make. And so they send the money home to um, educate their children and build houses and start businesses and all that sort of stuff. So like, in my heart, like it's a good job. Like it, yeah. it's fulfilling. Yeah. Um, so I've done that. And then just even just within myself, like what Katie was saying, I'm a lot more into fitness and just keeping my body and my mind right. Um, yeah, so I've done a lot actually. Um, yeah. 
another podcast, but it's been really, really big couple of years for me. Um, Lifestyle-wise, it's been really exciting as well. These things that I've learned the last couple of years, I'll take with me for the rest of my life. Wow, amazing. And congrats as well. I had a bit of insight into your story, but um, yeah, just incredible how your family's walked that out um, and then come with it, this understanding of wanting to make a bigger impact and, and, and purpose in your work, which I think is really inspiring. So yeah. Started doing volunteer work and everything. It's really weird. Wow, that's so awesome. I love that. That's really cool. Um, thank you for opening up about that too. Um, maybe saying on you, Tahu, what's one thing 2020 taught, taught you that you're taking into 2021? Um, so as was kind of touched on, COVID was massive for us. Yeah. Um, having like literally hundreds of people stuck in a country that I don't want to be in, wanting to be home, thinking about the safety of their families, well-being, everything like that. It's been really quite challenging. Mm. Um, and even just within the business, trying to keep up productivity with a, a, a work group that's down and you know, it's, it's been really challenging. Mm. Um, one thing that 2020 taught me is don't sweat the small stuff and just hit, like head down by my get on with it because you can't control what you can't control. So yeah. there's no point worrying about it. Just do what you can and get on with it. Awesome. Great. That's gold. That's gold right there. That's cool. What about you, Kaylee? Yeah, I agree. Um, I actually noted down that you can only control the controllables. Um, mm -hmm. So 2020 taught me that nothing's certain. There, like, you know, nothing's certain that can just in a second change. Mm -hmm. um, I was lucky enough to be in amongst a group of people that adapted really quickly. We changed a lot of what we did. We've stuck with that change. It makes us more adaptable. Um, but yeah, that's definitely what it taught me. It's, you can just, you know, you've got to, you've got to be adaptable. Yeah, that's great. That's really cool. James? Oh, probably not one thing. I mean, if, if you only take one thing out of a year, it, it seems a little bit <laughs> short, especially for what we should have been learning. I mean, community, you know, Tahu touched on his volunteer work and that. I mean, for me, working from home during that lockdown period um, made me appreciate how, how long a day can be and that you don't, don't actually have to work through um, set hour criteria. So that's something that is really appealing going forward to actually not have to be turning up and leaving at a particular time. Um, stopping and talking to people. Um, I, I have a young family, or young, not as young as Tahu's now, but uh, we're always busy and we're always, yeah. we're always yeah. racing to the next. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it comes to, with age. Um, but we're, we're, we're always rushing to the next thing. And then um, even though we were having two-meter conversations through COVID, we actually got to know people three houses down the street um, that I probably had never even seen much of before and to understand who they were and how they fit in the community. Um, so I think just stopping and sniffing the roses um, and also an ability to bounce. So, you know... <clears throat> Personally, I had some some challenges, um, and uh, but hopefully I came through them quite quickly. So yeah, um, yeah that was that's it's a it's a year that is very reflective, and and let's hope we don't forget. I think uh, I, I'm a bit of a skeptic a little bit that uh, that we're we're going to revert back to mm. the beam. Hopefully we don't. Hopefully we retain this and we grow and learn from it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What about you, Kaylee? Just a bounce off that. It's a bit of a buzzword at the moment, but one nice. thing I thought, I thought we'd learned 
within our business too is we're really good in chaos yeah like post COVID I think like us as a business unit I'm not just talking about myself but you know generally my other colleagues as well is that we we just got stuck in and like amidst all of the uncertainty and chaos we actually the business has come out of it really quite strong and I think looking forward I think we might be around when others crumble Mm, totally quite I shouldn't say that's cool but it's kind of it's, it's kind of cool yeah. yeah totally sometimes something like this can really bring a team together and it's amazing what you can get done when it's like cool you've got to get this done in 24 hours or you know uh, life changes within 24 hours yeah. um people can adapt which is cool awesome really cool any other comments on that one any thoughts yeah like adversity forces you to think outside the box some of the yeah. some of the best ideas come out of adversity yeah like yeah absolutely like, Bad example, but World War Two, the technology that came out of that has <laughs> shaped modern society, you know, like um, so true. Sometimes bad things can be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so true. That's cool. Awesome. This has been really, really valuable. Thanks, guys. Last question for everyone. What's one piece of advice you give an employee who's stepping into a leadership position this year? We'll start with you, Kaylee. Yeah, so this one I'm kept very short and sweet. Cool. Um, just be confident believe in yourself and don't let your inner critic bog you down and take control yeah brilliant yeah totally i think everyone can take a bit of that that's cool yeah yeah, yeah. tahu yeah totally agree with kaylee i was going to say something similar but uh so i'll just add to that one thing i've learned is um being aware that as a leader how you are with everybody else um creates the culture within the group mm. so if you're getting to work and for whatever reason you're tired and buggered and you're a little bit snappy, that sets the tone for everybody else but only for the rest of the day. Mm. So being really mindful of that and being aware that even, even if you're not at your best, don't sort of push that on to other people. So come to work, you know, focus, you know, get in that mindset, make sure everybody else is happy and then um, it reflects into the rest of the group. Totally. You guys have big influence when you're in those leadership positions. So for sure. What about you, James? Any last piece of wisdom? I think um, maybe step back sometimes. um, uh, And I've been uh, guilty of it when you're so in in the middle of doing it all, as Tahu says, um, sometimes those stresses and those strains can can reflect out. Um, But if you can actually give yourself a moment to step back and reflect and, uh, Again, I go go right back to Tahu's two words, which are great. Open your eyes to other possibilities. Um, learn learn from everyone, even though even though you think the goal is left, don't be afraid to th- to change it completely to right. Exactly like Tahu's business, um, you know, he thought he was uh, going down the avenue of expanding um, uh, landscaping, and that's gone. You know, that happened in in 12, 12 15 months. So just be open to new possibilities and quick, diverse change. Yeah, awesome. That's so great. Guys, thank you so, so much. Um, what an awesome podcast. And I hope those listening have enjoyed it. <laughs> so thanks everyone for joining us. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thank Good to see you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Nice to see you too.